1: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 255. And this is a strategy session with Jean. I really enjoyed talking to Jean. And when I was going through my um, notes, which really means I was searching on email for things because you guys, we recorded this, I think it was March 23rd. And um, (laughs) it's it's a month and a half later and I, my brain has forgotten everything. But anyway, so I was going back, um, through the notes that I had and I just happened upon the notification that I evidently never deleted of when Gene became a patron of the show. And it was in 2016. Y'all it's 2020 right now. So I think she's been a patron for about three and a half years. And I just want to say thank you to her and to the rest of the patrons. Um, you guys make this show possible. Yeah. I have all the lovely feelings toward my patrons. Anyway. Uh, so we have a strategy session. We talk through a little bit about, you know, just kind of the changes due to coronavirus. That was at the very beginning of that. Uh, and she was staying home. So we didn't talk a lot about that. We talked in general, just about decluttering, um, her challenges with decluttering, that kind of stuff, um, making adjustments because she had just started a new job with a new routine. Right before all this happened. So I think you'll love the conversation. I think you're going to love just hearing from her and us, you know, our opportunity to talk through uh, the unique challenges that she faces in her home. And I love hearing feedback from lots of people who are loving these strategy sessions. Uh, Just a reminder that she is a patron, and that is who I am uh, at this point doing these strategy sessions with. I haven't gotten to everyone, but, um, basically when someone becomes a patron, you have the opportunity to sign up to do a strategy session. And then it ultimately comes down to like scheduling and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, because I have an assistant who takes care of all of that for me. And then I just do the session (laughs) anyway. But, um, so I've got that one. I've got one more that I'm going to put out before summertime, because I take a break in the summer. Um, and then I have another podcast that will come out as well next week. Uh, but I do want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to, uh, the podcast in whatever app you use to listen to it. Um, or go to a slash podcasts with an S and you can sign up for, th- to get an email every time a new podcast comes out. And the reason that I tell you to do that, the reason I'm reminding you right now is that that will let you, like get notified. It's going to automatically download or automatically get an email when the next podcast comes out in August. I mean, there's going to be a couple more in May. Don't worry. But once May is over, I take that break and that's for my sanity. Um, it feels a little bit weird right now because it feels like summer and yet I'm still doing all of this, but I'm committed to doing this, uh, through, you know, the end of May And, um, but I take that time off because that allows me to keep going, honestly. So, uh, just wanted to remind you of that. Go ahead and subscribe so that when you don't just get out of the habit of listening to podcasts, but I do have some really exciting news. I mean, it's exciting to me because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I think I'm actually about to do it. And that is, um, yeah, I'm just being completely honest. I am pushing the Patreon thing and I'm partly pushing it because it's incredibly helpful for me as a business person. I've realized how, oh, it's really nice to have that set income that comes in every month. And I know it's awkward to talk about income, but it's is—it's very helpful for me to have that where ads come and go and make changes according to, you know, pandemics that happen and all that kind of stuff. It's it's nice to have that. Not that I expect everybody to do it, but I just want to make sure that you know that my goal is that it's worth it to you. I'm not just asking you to be a supporter of the show because you like me. Um I'm pretty sure Jean is a supporter of the show just because she liked me at least when she first started um supporting the show and and because she's been around for a long time before we had the Facebook group and all that. So something that I'm adding in as a perk for those who are patrons at the $5 a month level. For right now, I don't know how all this is going to go. I don't know when it will continue, how long it'll go, whatever. But I am going to have some audio recordings of some of my top blog posts from the years, over the years, the audio recordings of those are going to be in a special Patreon supporter only feed of podcasts that will be available just for patreon supporters over the summer. My goal is to get it to where there's one every week between the time when I end for this school year at the end of May and then start again mid-August but I can't guarantee that I there are, should at least be five or six that come out. I'm hoping for more and hopefully I'll be able to tell you for sure before. Um, I break for summer, but that is, that's an extra perk. So it's an something. It's not much, but it's something. And I, I do that out of appreciation for those who are patrons, but I also do it because I want to motivate you. And, and believe me, you guys, I am so stinking frugal that I totally understand. And I also understand that it helps for me to go, okay, well, I'm doing this and this is what I'm getting in exchange for that. Okay. And the Facebook group in and of itself, I believe is more than enough in exchange for that. But this is just an extra thank you, an extra little perk and an extra motivation for those of you who have thought about becoming patrons, but you haven't yet. So there you go. That's my pitch for being a patron. Here we go. Um, now let's hear our conversation with Jean. All right. I am here with Jean. Um, so we're here talking uh, just a little perspective on our conversation this morning is that we scheduled it probably what early March we made the put this on the calendar that this was going to be when we were talking and um, it's now March 23rd of 2020 so anybody listening in the future my guess is that you have an idea that um, these are crazy times that we're talking in so that's not necessarily what we're going to talk about Um, if you're listening to this and it is March or early April, that's probably where we're going to go in this conversation. (laughs) But um, if you're listening to this and it's later than that, or the world has gone back to normal, hopefully, hopefully, um, then, uh, you know, my, my point is I don't like to pretend that things aren't happening and this is our situation. But at the same time, I am living in hope and expectation that this is, this is going to Get better at some point and we're going to get back to normal-ish, whatever that means, lives. So anyway, just wanted to let you guys know that if you hear things in our conversation that make you go, wait, what? Um, That's the perspective that we're coming from. Okay. So Jean, I want to hear about your unique life situation. Tell me about your, what kind of a occupation you have and your family members and, you know, what is your home, your family look like? Okay. So I uh,
2: live in a kind of a slightly rural county and I work as a librarian at the community college and I'm there part-time about 20 plus hours a week. Okay. It's a really nice job. I really enjoy it. Um, Sounds fun. I have <laughs> my books, husband books, and I books. <laughs> lots of so many books. Have you, so fun. You can see my background. I, I have a lot it. of books <laughs> and um, we do a lot of databases, online type stuff as well, since that's what the college students need. Yeah. And let's see my, I have a husband and he's a software engineer and I have two kids. One's in college living um, away now for, for college. And uh, my younger kid is in high school, a junior. And I used to homeschool. I homeschooled for 12 years, but when they hit high school, we sort of decided that, we, that it was time for them to go out to public school and everything. So okay. there you
1: go. So you have a busy life. I know life with teenagers is busy and then you also yes. have your, um, your job and then the home and all that kind of stuff. So tell me what are some things that have been working for you? What are some of the strategies that we talk about here on the podcast that have worked well for you so far?
2: Well, first of all, the dishes. <laughs> I think there was a spot in one of your books where you, where you said if you were the sort of person who is perfectly capable of not doing the dishes and then being completely surprised by a sink full of dirty dishes in the morning, you know, this book is for you and that is me. I could totally forget about the dishes and then be completely surprised in the morning when the kitchen was a mess. And so that's been a real help. I've got a much better hint. It's not perfect. But I've got a much better handle on the dishes and therefore on the kitchen. You're right. It really does have a big effect through the whole house. Just, you know, keeping that one thing under control.
0: Yeah.
1: Having that thing done just allows for so much more flexibility and freedom to tackle other things when you don't have that weighing on your mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm better at doing a little bit throughout the day, you know, when I see it and, and, and things like that. Now that we're home a lot, um, I'm cooking, I've always cooked, but now we're cooking a lot. So it's good to be able
1: to have some clean dishes. Oh, absolutely. Well, clean dishes, have what you need when you need it. And also, like you said, the way it kind of naturally spills out into clean counters, a clean sink, you know, not a shiny sink, but a clean, you know, like cleared out sink so that you can do what you need to do. It makes a big difference. The sink is so much better now. Tell me something else that has been helpful for you that's affected your home positively. I think the slow decluttering, just
2: taking care of things as you have time and as you run into them, just, you know, oh, I don't need that. And I do have a donation spot and take things off to Goodwill fairly regularly. And that's been a big help.
1: Have you been able I'm, I'm, to make that a habit, like as far as a certain day that you do that, or do you just wait till it gets full? No, I just yeah, I just wait till I have some stuff and
2: the goodwill isn't very far away, so it's very easy to oh, kind of stop by. And they have this nice curbside pickup that's really handy.
1: I'm jealous. But <laughs>
2: they just <laughs> you just pull up and, and you know, somebody runs out and takes your things. That's awesome. And so it's it's been very nice and um yeah, I'm much better now at thinking, okay, do I really need this thing that is in my way? Because and, and so if I get rid gonna... of
1: it, it'll never be in my way again.
2: That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I still have lots of things in my way, but I know. <laughs> there are many fewer now. Well, good.
1: <laughs> okay. So I've been using and talking about Preptish here on the podcast for years. They are a healthy subscription based meal planning service that makes life easier, and they're unique because this is what makes them unique. Are you listening? The plan that you receive each week is not just a list of meals and recipes and a shopping list and all that kind of stuff. You get all of that, but you also get a detailed instruction plan for a prep day. And on that prep day, you spend one to three hours in your kitchen doing the prep work for the week. So it's all laid out. You can go ahead and chop this and you can go ahead and make this sauce and all that kind of stuff. Then, that way you have all that prep work done. And on the day when you eat the meal, it all goes super fast because the prep work is already done. And when healthy meals are halfway done already, and you know, it's going to go super, super fast. That makes those healthy meals a whole lot more likely to actually happen, right? Okay. So this is a great resource at any time for you. But today I want to share with you a brand new free resource that they have pulled together in light of the current situation going on with coronavirus. It's a free meal plan using only items from your pantry and your freezer. If you've been struggling with meals, especially with grocery stores being unreliable, this plan will help and it's also a great opportunity for you to see how Prep Dish works. There's a lot of tasty recipes like paprika roasted chicken with roasted Brussels sprouts and seasoned rice, um, a veggie bean soup and some yummy almond butter bites to snack on. And don't worry, Allison includes plenty of ideas of substitutions, which we all know is necessary these days. So if you need some meal ideas and inspiration, head to prepdish.com pantry, and you can download this awesome meal plan absolutely free. Again, that is prepdish.com pantry to instantly download your free pantry and freezer meal plan. Okay, so what are some things that you want to talk about? So I guess I'd like to talk about motivation a little bit because
2: I, I am one of those people who likes to clean when the mood strikes, not necessarily
1: as, inspiration as you know, daily based cleaning. cleaning. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm inspiration so good at inspiration-based cleaning. Based cleaning. <laughs> it just never actually made my house that much better. <laughs> it's it's very
2: true. It. Yeah. I want, I want to be an inspiration-based cook too, and that doesn't work at all. Yeah. But... um. A lot of times when I'm working a lot and, you know, very busy, I'll come home and have just one hour to myself or, you know, some downtime or something. And it's hard to want to do anything much in those times because I'm kind of going, oh, I'd like to relax a little bit or rest or, or something. And I think I could do a little better with motivation and making things habits instead of inspirations. <laughs>
1: Right. So, okay. So, you mentioned earlier that one of the things that's worked well for you was the slow decluttering, like acknowledging that you don't have to have a huge chunk of time to make progress, right? Yes. Okay. So, has that helped with this motivation kind of stuff at all? That acknowledgement and experiencing success that way? Has that had any positive impact?
2: I mean, I think overall it does or it has. I still tend to be sort of, you know, I'll do a while I'm doing other things, or if I'm cleaning up or something, I'll grab things and take them away. But it is hard to say, okay, I have this chunk of time, I could go look at my, you know, living room, my living room needs help most of the time. <laughs> so I could definitely look at my living room a little bit more.
1: Okay. Um, are you, when you do declutter, are you focusing on the visibility role? I try to.
2: Like just the other day, I tackled my, my, my counter that is my eternal, the landing place for everything.
1: Mm-hmm. How visible is that I, when people first walk in your house?
2: Oh, it's very visible. It's between the kitchen and the dining room. Okay. And you can see it right away. Okay. So um, the front part of my house Is a little bit open. It's not super open, but it is uh, kind of semi open, and so you can see everything when you come in. It is better than it used to be. It used to be pretty bad. I would say I wasn't happy with it. I am more happy with it now.
1: But there's plenty of stuff that could
2: (laughs) that we could tackle.
1: (laughs) And uh, well, you specifically mentioned your living area, right? mm -hmm. And that. Is, would you consider that to be high on the visibility scale? Oh, yes.
2: Okay. But it's also, it's a landing place for everything.
1: and Yeah. So do you view the the landing place issue being more of a problem than the actual um, long-term collection of clutter in there? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it is it hmm. more procrastinate clutter or is it more actual, you know, like, I don't know what to do with this stuff. It's been sitting here forever kind of stuff. I guess about half and half.
2: Like for example, I have a very nice chest over there in the corner and I've been using it for kind of a collection of books for the quilt guild that I belong to. Fun. And that's, I I need to figure out like a real place for that to be because I'm the librarian for my quilt guild, of course. And um, that's a fun job, but it entails a pile of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I need to find some place for that that isn't in the living room. But then there's also just a lot of landing stuff and the coffee table tends to be covered with books and laptops.
1: And so that's more procrastinate clutter. Is it yeah. procrastinate clutter because those books and laptop don't have a place to be or they do have a place to be and they just end up there?
2: Well, for example, they're all books that I'm in the middle of reading. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to read here. And, you know, we kind of have little stations where we hang out, I
1: guess.
2: Right. And they're a little bit messy. And a lot of it is proclastic
0: clutter. It's
1: true. So if I said, where's the first place where you would look for the books that you are currently in the middle of reading, what would you say? The
2: coffee table, the kitchen table, or next to my bed. I I read more than one book at once. Okay.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, that's fine. So is it, there's one on the coffee table and one on the kitchen table and one on your bedside table? Because those are the three they different move, places that you read or or what? They
2: move around a bit, but I do have, you know, I've got one in the back and one in the front and more than one here on the coffee table. There's a little bit of a pile. Yeah. But I am, you know, in the middle of them all.
1: No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, and it's that question of, okay, so if the house was picked up where would you look for them? You know what I mean? Like if you had your, if you had your coffee table cleared, where is the place where you would go look for the books that you're in the middle of reading? I guess my bedroom. Okay. So that would be their actual home. I mean, not that in the middle of life, they're not going to end up on the coffee table on a regular basis. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's reality, but it's that issue of where, when I pick up, where do they go? Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of them just, not having an actual home. And, and, and there's a lot to be said for there being an actual home for the books you're in the middle of reading as opposed to the books that are sitting on the shelves and waiting to mm-hmm. be read in the future, you know, or there for sentimental reasons, which is fine, you know, but, and th- so then if their home, when they're put away, away, you know, as a book that you're in the middle of reading is on your bedside table, how, how does that space look? Is that space under control ish or out of control. I I know I struggle with my bedside table. I really, really I I have too, but actually I got a great
2: idea from the Kindred Spirits group Uh where somebody got one of those little square baskets that you get at Target, you know, and put that on her bedside table. And I thought, wow, that looks really nice. And so I went and got one and I mostly corral some books in there and some other things and And it has really helped. My bedside table is better than it used to be. Oh, that's good.
1: Well, and that's the, that's, you know, where you get to do the container concept and trigger, oh, maybe I'm, you know, if I'm putting away the books that I'm actually reading and I go put it in that basket and that basket is full, for me personally, that kind of stuff makes me go, oh, yeah, this one book, I'm not actually reading. It's been in this basket. It's an aspirational Thing or whatever, <laughs> or I just didn't actually even like it. And so I quit, you know what I mean? But it triggers that idea of, oh, okay, that one needs to go onto the shelf or be donated or whatever to get, because this space is for books that I'm in the middle of reading when they're put away, you know, when the house is picked up so that it has a place to be, and then I know where to go find it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the thing that I'm hearing is – there are two separate issues in your visible area and your goal is to inspire yourself, to motivate yourself, which ultimately comes from momentum, right? You know, as you gain that momentum, that's what inspires you and keeps you helps with the whole inspiration based cleaning to perpetuate (laughs) that, you know? Um, so you know, the, the five minute pickup, are you doing that at all? Some. Okay. we are not
2: super good at the five minute pickup. I should, yeah. you know, now is a perfect time. Now that everybody's home all the time, now is a perfect time to try instituting that actually. Yeah.
1: Well, and it, it works anytime because it is such a short little bit of time, but yeah. that, you're right. I mean, like, and the main issue, especially with teenagers, I know you have teenagers and husbands too, uh, sometimes <laughs> is just really, yeah. <laughs> really, truly setting that five minute timer and saying, we really are going to stop at five minutes. We're just going to make this five minutes better. That's it. You know, and then that will build over time because my, you know, especially with, you now my kids are used to it now because we've been doing it for a long time, but a big part of the issue in the beginning was the fact that for them, it had always cleaning up the house or picking up the house was a long, overwhelming, frustrating ordeal where mom got frustrated with them and got irritated over all the things Yeah, there's a lot of no and all that, you know, (laughs) that stuff. Um, so it was a lot of it was training them that, okay, this is how we're doing it. This is all I'm asking of you is five minutes of picking up and putting away and letting them understand that this is not the same thing as getting ready for guests to come over. You know, this is how we are maintaining our own normal life. We all want to do the right things to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. That's why ritual our sponsor is awesome. So I have been taking ritual. And let me just tell you how it's different from other vitamins. So my husband has been known to make fun of me and honestly, my kids make fun of me too, for gagging when I'm taking nasty pills. And usually it's the smell that sets me off and a lot of vitamins have a smell, right? Okay. So that's, what's different about ritual. Ritual does not have that icky smell even better. It smells like mint, which is so much easier for me to take. I mean, it honestly makes a huge difference to me. So, Ritual Essential for Women is the multivitamin reimagined from D3 to Omega 3. Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. Their no nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach. And there's that mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh. So, you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most Omega 3s. Plus, Ritual is delivered. A subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month, no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months, fill in the gaps in your diet with essential for women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com dot com slash clean to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash clean. We have a new sponsor and I'm so excited to tell you about them. KiwiCo. If you have a child, grandchild, niece, nephew, or little cousin learning at home, you are going to want to know about KiwiCo. KiwiCo sent us some very cool science and engineering crates with everything we needed to make cool projects like a hydraulic claw, like seriously cool. And I had a lot of fun looking through the website at other projects I know we'd love to do together, like building a pinball machine or my daughter and I would love the crate with everything you need to make cool soaps. It's all divided up by project types and age ranges. And here's what made me decide that KiwiCo was a good sponsor to tell you guys about. Y'all are creative souls. And these boxes come in the mail with everything you need to get a project done. Nothing more and nothing less. That means you don't have to collect things and you're not going to end up stuck because you're missing that one thing you needed to finish. Get the box and enjoy making something with your child. What kid doesn't love to get mail? Your kid can get super cool, hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. You'll be surprised how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo, and when they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile. KiwiCo is redefining play, with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com slash clean. That's kiwic dot com clean. KiwiCo.com slash clean. So in that procrastination, I mean, in that procrastinate clutter stuff that we're talking about, you know, that's the hot, whatever they are, those spaces that are continually getting just temporary stuff put in there, the books on the coffee table, whatever, then or, you know, place where people set their bags or set their stuff when they come in or whatever, um, using those five minute pickups for you to solve that problem every day you know, again and again and again. And then it starts to go, oh, certain things don't end up here all the time. That was more of a collected thing that, you know, kind of merged with all of the (laughs) daily stuff or whatever. Um, But that kind of stuff really helps, you know, with with dealing with the procrastinator. And then, you know, really working on the the long-term decluttering of that space, which sometimes might mean, you know, if we if our goal is to make visible progress and you need a space for your quilting stuff, that quilting stuff deserves space in your home because that's important to you, right?
2: Yes. I have a sewing, like my quilting, quilting stuff, the sewing machine and the fabric and everything. I've just moved into my college students' old bedroom. So. <laughs> but they love that. Which, <laughs> we well it's, it all worked
1: out great. That's good.
2: That's good. <laughs> it's better than having it in my other teenager's bedroom which is where it was before. Oh yeah. So she's thrilled. And um I really like how that came out. I'm still kind of getting things um together there and I'm spending this year working on what we call UFO's unfinished objects. Oh, yeah. And actually that was that was partly an idea I got from one of your earlier guest podcasts where there was a woman who had a lot of crafty things and you know you were going to declutter it by finishing them and my guild came up with a ufo challenge at the same time so i have been finishing some projects and i i donated a bunch of stuff too i could we have a community service section that we do in the guild and so if i had a finished quilt top that i wasn't going to do anything with i could give it to them and it'll be finished and sent out to give to somebody in need Oh, that's neat. So
1: So, do you find that letting yourself finish projects then lets you, does it help loosen your grip on some of the other stuff that you might never use? I mean, do those two things go together at all? I'm just curious because I'm not a quilter, but you know, like actually using things, does it help you identify the things that are things you're actually going to use?
2: Yeah. I've been getting rid of, um, since we moved it around, I I cleared it out and got rid of a lot of stuff donated the fabric and, and stuff. So there's still quite a lot because (laughs) because I'm an enthusiastic culture, but I did clear out a lot of the space. And so with the pile of library books for the guild, which are things I need to deal with and go through, I think it would be nice to have a spot in that room for them. So I think that's a, that's a bit of a long-term project still since I'm still working on figuring out where everything goes in there.
1: Right. Well, and but knowing too that that stuff doesn't need to be in the living room, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it needs a home and this is going to be its home. Even though it's not perfect, it would improve your living room significantly to take that stuff it out of the living really room really would, <laughs> and go put it in that room. Even though that room is not perfect, your, your goal is the living room and making that- yeah more visibly. And I think, because that's the thing about the visibility rule rule and momentum together is that's what produces momentum. You know, that, that is that inspiration of, wow, I like this room. Wow. This room is easier to live in. Oh, it's so nice. You know, that kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily realize is going to affect me as much as it does. And then it encourages me to keep going. And then, you know, when I can get a room to the point Where a five minute pickup gets it back to pretty much perfect, you know, not that perfect is our goal, but you know what I mean? When I can get a room to a wonderful dream. Yes. But but that, that to me is, is having it under my clutter threshold. You know, it's like, okay, every single thing in this room is here for a reason and is here because I specifically want it in this room and I like the way this room looks and feels and functions with it in these spaces, then it inspires me to keep on decluttering. It just builds Mm -hmm. that motivation in me to keep working on other spaces and go, okay, I really love that this room is so easy to maintain now. So it is worth it to me. I think it's that there's such a rest place that happens when I can get a room to that point, Mm -hmm. that, that desire for rest, I'm more willing to use that time to declutter because I know that the benefit is going to be rest.
2: Okay. Well, that's very interesting. That, that is helpful to me. Thank you. Okay. Cause yeah, you're right. I mean, when the, when the room is better, I feel you know, it's that subconscious weight on your shoulders that the that the mess makes, right? And so,
1: but yeah. the knowing is the first step, and then the actually focusing on that room is the next step, mm-hmm. because every bit of improvement is, for me personally, so much more effective to inspire me to do more than just the knowing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So giving yourself permission to say, I'm going to work on this room, even though the sewing room is <laughs> kind of going to get a tiny bit worse, you know, I mean, but still those things will be in their home. They may not be yeah. perfect, but they're going to be in their actual final home, even though you haven't made that home what you want it to be at this point. So anyway. Yeah, that's a great
2: idea. I hope that's it's helpful. A, yes, it is. Because it's a very visible mess right now. <laughs>
1: um, Okay. Another, another question that you want to discuss?
2: Yeah, this semester I uh, went, my, my hours are technically speaking, I'm supposed to be at work, work more. Now, right Now we have a whole different situation and we're going to try to figure out what that even means. Right. But I went from some hours a week to more hours a week. And so I'm home less than I used to be, but just between running around with, you know, my kids and working and doing everything. It's been hard to find a new normal, like what our routines look like. Like my Mondays are much busier now. And so I have to, I've been experimenting with moving the laundry to, you know, do a load on Sunday night or it's difficult to, to finish all the laundry on Monday now, just because I'm working so many more hours, that kind
1: of thing. Has it helped when you do the load on Sunday night? I know when I'm gone all day on Monday that, and sometimes if I can get two done on Sunday night, like one, so like one all the way through to where I fold and put away one load before I go to bed. And that second load is in the dryer when I go Mm. to bed. Does that make sense? Although I'm not advocating you go to sleep with your dryer running, but (laughs) y'all know what I mean? No. Yeah, I totally do. But you know, I'm not advocating that. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: that kind of stuff gets people worked up.
2: <laughs> okay. Get well, that I, yeah, I don't like to run the dryer when I'm not I home know. or something like that. Right. So. Right. You shouldn't. But yeah. So, um, yeah, it has helped the times when I've been able to do that, and and yeah, it's a, it's partly just a question of remembering, you know, even in the middle of a busy day. Okay, I got to get this load through, and you know, put it all through and things.
1: Do you have any other like Sunday night routine that? And when I say that, I'm the queen of not being great at that kind of stuff. Okay. So I'm not like, <laughs> you know, my husband is the most amazing evening routine person. I mean, he will, and he's always been this way since we've been married. I mean, he will not go to bed unless he's got this, this, and this done to be ready for tomorrow. And I admire wow. that so much. Um, and I've never been able to, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I'm in bed. Oh yeah. I never thought about doing that. Whatever. Um, yeah. But I do find that. So a lot of times on Sunday, there's something about Sunday night for me that makes me go, okay, the week coming up, do we have what we need? Do we have the clothes? Do we have, you know, for me, it might be right now. Um, not right now, right now, but, um, you know, doing my, uh, grocery pickup order that I, normally would pick up on a monday morning oh. after i drop the kids off from school you know so it's just mm-hmm. having those kind of things do you have anything that you typically oh i usually do that on sunday night to be ready for the week that you could like work laundry into that routine
2: well i haven't so far but it's a good idea to start <laughs> well and the thing with that <laughs> I mean, too i'll think you know i'm going to work tomorrow and so i need to you know wash my water bottle and have Right. Well, that's what I'm going to take for lunch, that kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about is even just those small things. Those are routines that Mm -hmm. kind of just naturally happen with the start of a new week. But the other thing to remember too, is, you know, when you start a new job, that's like having a new baby. You know, I mean, like you remember when you had babies and, and with a baby entering the house, you're like, okay, well, we fully expect our lives to be turned upside down for a while. We fully expect to have to out how we're going to do things and when we're going to do things and how things are going to work. And so when you start a new job or a new routine or whatever, it's the same basic situation. I mean, obviously it's not a baby, but <laughs> <laughs> you can call in sick from a job and you can't call in sick from a baby. We all remember those days, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is an upheaval of, okay, then we have to go back to the basics, figure out how those basics work within the new situation.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And in some ways they may work better. And in other ways they may be really challenging more than they were before or whatever, but it's like, okay, so if you're going back to the basics, you go back to when is the best time for me to do my dishes? I don't know what your schedule is, but I know I talked to, I think it was Elizabeth in one of the podcasts and, you know, she's a nurse. And so coming home late, like, I don't know, she would come home, what for me was oh, the middle yeah. of the night, you know, and it was like, it just did not work for her to mm-hmm. have to do the dishes before she went to bed. It was like, no, so you have to figure out what, with, with this new unique situation, where does that work? You know, like, when mm-hmm. did I empty the dishwasher before and do I still have time to do it at that same time? Or does it need to be something I do while the is boiling for pasta for dinner or whatever, you know, giving yourself permission to figure all that out again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of figuring it out again, again. Yeah. Because the same things that worked before are going to work now. They just may be done at a different time or, you know, with different triggers to help you realize, oh, it's time that I need to do such and such. I don't know. Yeah. I've been using Fridays to kind of, you know, scrub
2: the sink and. Oh, that's good. You know, I try to do one fridge, one fridge shelf and and do some kitcheny kind of things. I think I'm going to wind up putting more things into the weekend. I'm not sure yet. But I'm kind of experimenting with moving things around yeah. from their traditional spots. Yeah. Because like Thursdays are really busy and that was my bathroom day, you know, that kind of thing. Right.
1: It was hard for me to have my schedule change because... I'm like, oh, I finally was having my bathroom cleaned consistently on Tuesday. (laughs) And I was like, okay, then Tuesday is the deal. That's the game changer. Well, it's not that I was doing it on Tuesday. It's that I was doing it consistently, you know? And so Um, when Tuesday suddenly had a different schedule, it was like, wait a minute, you know? So then it's the, okay, what does it need to look like now? Yeah. And I'm definitely falling into
2: that where, you know, if Thursday doesn't work, then clearly nothing else is going to work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally understand that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, did you have a third question or a third situation that you wanted to talk about?
2: Well, I guess we could talk about what the new situations are for all of us. Yeah. Because we're, we're all going to be home more and I'm doing more real cooking even though I cooked before, you know we eat every meal yes. at home instead of packing lunches, and and
1: we're all in each other's pockets all the time. Yeah. Well, and to me, yeah. the thing that I find in this new normal—hopefully it's not forever normal, but hopefully not very normal. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um. Please no. <laughs> but the it's that age-old thing of when I was pressed for time. I was forced to work things into certain little spots. And then when I have what feels like unlimited time, it's just easy to forget to ever stick those things into any spot, you know, like because Mm -hmm. there aren't spots, you know, like when you are working and you're like, well, I have to do the dishes now because in the morning I'll be getting dressed and making sure I have my lunch and blah. And now you're like, well, I don't have to do them now because I don't have anything to do in the morning. So <laughs> it's true, but right? the days feel shapeless, and you don't I know do. what day it is.
2: <laughs> not at all. I'm completely confused on the day of the week right now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, you know, it's it. We keep talking about how it's important to you know get fully dressed and not spend the entire day in sweats and you know get outside and move and yeah do all these things that you know even though nobody is there's no schedule enforcing it but we still have to do it to ourselves
1: yeah i um because i work from home i am always in sweat so <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel any pressure in that <laughs> <laughs> um, i just normally i would be like you know, which I, I work a lot at the library, not anymore, because the library's closed. Yeah, because
2: now the library's closed.
1: <laughs> right? But I, I would do a lot of work at the library. So that would force me to put on actual clothes, you know, not nice clothes, but actual clothes no, instead of pajamas. A pair of jeans, that's real clothes. Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. But, um, or yoga pants. <laughs> but, yep. but I would, um, I, I can't tell you how many times when I am, you know, at home and working all day. And I mean, basically it's, okay, I have to pick my kid up in an hour, so I better go take a shower and get dressed. You know, like that, Mm -hmm. I would work the whole day and then get dressed right before I had to leave the house. So, yeah, I mean...
2: No, I do that too, because I like to do my, you know, if I'm going to do something like clean the bathroom,
1: I might as well do that when I'm messy. Right. Um, Well, and I think it comes down to what is actually working for you. Like, you know... mm -hmm. If 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 it's important for you to get dressed, then you need to get dressed. You know, if it's important, if if you're, and that's one of those things. Like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm not getting anything done. Okay, let me change this one thing and see if that makes a difference or not. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So tell me what you love about Kindred Spirits. Oh,
2: I just really enjoy how everybody shares, you know, their their real struggles, and everybody's so kind about it. You know, like you never hear anybody being judgy you know they're we're just very supportive and I've it's so nice to have a place where I can post a picture and be like okay I'm gonna tackle this and or I can talk about some issue we've been having and Mm -hmm. and just everybody's got they they totally get where I'm coming from and they are very supportive and well you don't have to explain how it got that way Right. No, that's true, because we all know.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> it and happened. I, I think that's one of the issues with being afraid of sharing those before pictures in a lot of situations is so many people don't understand how it can get that way, that then you have to defend why it's that way, or you think you're going mm-hmm. to have defend, to defend why it's that way, which you really just need to get in there and get it better, you know, let's don't. That's true. Yeah. And, you, and a lot of times... We
2: don't exactly know how it got that way. It just sort of happened and Yeah. And there it is. <laughs> so Right. Cause we didn't even see it until it was a giant myth Exactly. <laughs> I definitely have the the slob vision problem where oh it either looks great or it looks terrible and I don't notice the in between at all. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I was thinking the other day about how sometimes it feels like in the beginning, I think I notice or if I see it at the beginning of a mess, there's an explanation for it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, as long as there's an explanation for the mess, I'm good with it. You know, like, oh, okay, well that's there because this, but then it builds and it builds and all of a sudden it's just a mess with no explanation anymore. And I'm like, ah, how did that happen? That's, yeah. Yes, that's true. Cause I was
2: just looking at my counter this morning that I cleared off so beautifully the other day. And now it has, of course, several things on it. Yeah. And I was, thinking when I got up this morning, I should tackle that now before it gets back to how it was. Cause it always does get back to how it was,
1: but I should have a day for that too.
2: Just every yeah. Friday, clear that off. Well,
1: and th- you know, that five minute pickup is powerful. It just really is. You know, I always stick myself in the place that uh, feels like it has the most of that kind of stuff, you know, which for me is my kitchen. It's that, okay. Mm-hmm. I use that five minute pickup while they're doing other stuff in the house for dealing with the space that continually gets that way. So yeah, it sure does. Well, thank you so much for coming on today in the midst of all the craziness. And I hope you, yeah, this has been fun. And I hope you um, find some real, you know, benefits from this time of being home. I hope you're able to make some impact and hope your family stays safe. Well, thank you so much. Okay, guys, didn't you love that conversation with Jean? Today um, I just want to remind you that if you would like to be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. And you can find out how to become a patron. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well,